Good morning, everyone. It is your daily crypto news. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back. It's Friday, September 8th, 2023. You know the drill. Please do me a favor and go to wherever you listen to this podcast and leave us a good rating and a comment. And please share with your friends. The founder and the CEO of a defunct Turkish crypto exchange, Thodex, never heard of it, but I guess it's a thing or was a thing, was sentenced to 11,196 years in jail. And you're probably wondering why. Well, he was found guilty of aggravated fraud, leading a criminal organization and money laundering. Additionally, he was ordered to pay a fine of $5 million. The eventual trial saw 21 defendants facing up to 40,564 years in prison. 16 of the 21 defendants were acquitted, and four of the seven persons jailed were freed due to lack of evidence. Apparently, this exchange, Thodex, was founded in 2017. It was the biggest exchange in Turkey before its collapse. It left 400,000 users without access to their crypto, totaling around $2 billion. Shaq allegedly played an active role in Solana NFT project before abandoning it, and this is according to a lawsuit. It's an amended complaint, and it was filed yesterday in the federal class action lawsuit against Shaq over his NFT project Astral's. The amended complaint alleges that Shaq was immediately tied to Astral's and the project's value was linked to, or mostly entirely linked to, his celebrity status. But not long after FTX collapsed, which Shaquille O'Neal endorsed, that Shaq allegedly disappeared from the Astral's community. Basically, FTX collapsed, Shaq was like, I'm out, and left everything hanging, tanking the project that was totally tied to his celebrity status. The law firm that's bringing this class action lawsuit is the Moskowitz Law Firm. It's the same lawyer, if you remember, that's suing all the influencers that were involved with FTX. 83% of the G20 and major financial hubs have either passed national crypto legislation or have crypto regulations in place. Guess who's missing from the list? You guessed it, the United States. Coinbase started a campaign called Go Broad, Go Deep, and they're pushing for positive developments at local, regional, and global levels for crypto regulations. So what has happened in the past six months? Well, let me tell you. In the European Union, they formally adopted the Markets and Crypto Assets Regulations, or the MICA regulation, providing regulatory clarity in the 27 EU countries. MICA will go into effect in 2024, and already Coinbase has an existing e-money license and VASP registration in Ireland, a crypto license in Germany, a VASP registration in Italy and the Netherlands. The UK is sending powerful signals that it's open for business to crypto asset firms and is putting this into action with its financial services market bill. The UAE is eager to become a global crypto hub and 28% of its population owns crypto. Going down under, Australia is one of the few countries to have added blockchain jobs. And they undertook a comprehensive token mapping consultation led by the Treasury and crypto licensing framework is expected this month. To the north of me, Canada implemented a pre-registration undertaking, which Coinbase signed up in March this year. And Coinbase is going to work with regulators on developing a strong crypto regulatory framework for Canadians. Over in Hong Kong, as we've been talking about for the past couple months, they developed a regulatory framework that just went into effect in June. I'm a little skeptical about this because of China's stance on crypto. We'll see if they turn into a crypto hub. And over in Japan, they declared their intention to create an environment promoting Web3. The Prime Minister has included Web3 as part of the administration's new capitalism economic policy and is designed to solve social issues by driving growth and innovation. Well, the United States better get their, get their act together. 
the North Korean Lazarus Group. It's a North Korean hacker organization. And they were just responsible for swiping $41 million in digital assets from a crypto casino called Stake. This casino is backed by Drake. And apparently they noticed some unauthorized transfers and they tied it back to the Lazarus Group. Now, staying over on that side of the globe, let's get into Asia Focus with Sarah. Welcome back to Asia Focus, a weekly section of daily crypto news focusing on Asian crypto scene. According to the September 5th announcement of Weibo, 80 crypto influencers' accounts with over 8 million total followers were removed by Weibo. Weibo is a Chinese microblogging website launched by Sina Corporation in 2009, and it is one of the biggest social media platform in China, with over 582 million monthly active users as of first quarter in 2022. These accounts were accused of breaching regulations related to telecommunications, finance, banking, online marketing, securities, exchanges, and internet safety by promoting cryptocurrency. China has been very strict and straight about its stance in cryptocurrency ever since 2021. Crypto is an illegal securities in China. Honestly, it's not so surprising that China is still against crypto, but I still do get a little chills every time the Chinese government gets to be involved in this straight out evictions. Scary. South Korea, right next to China, is still struggling to get its regulatory framework done. In the midst of Korean Blockchain Week, KBW, there are a lot to cover from the Korean crypto scene. According to Edward Hong, the chief platform officer, CPO at the early-stage venture firm Hashed, South Korean's decision to delay putting in place a comprehensive crypto regulatory framework seems to be more of a strategic move rather than hesitation. Hong insisted that the perceived delay helps to ensure that South Korea's regulatory regime will be in sync with any internationally agreed framework, Bitcoin.com reported. To give a small background as a native Korean, I guarantee the Korean government will not be at the forefront of the regulatory side. Koreans are very cautious people. We like to see how others globally do things first. Um, Edward in this interview with Bitcoin.com said that it's rather a strategic move than we're slow, but I doubt that. We just don't care enough or we don't want to mess up. Either way, but never say never, right? How is it in your country? Regulations on crypto or no regulations? Bookings at today in Web3.com. Whether or not we have the proper regulations, life goes on, huh? One of the largest South Korean banks, KEB HANA Bank, is moving to offer digital asset custody services through a new partnership with major cryptocurrency custody firm BitGo Trust Company. Cointelegraph reported, Damn, what a nice news! BitGo CEO Mike Belch mentioned that this partnership will focus on the transparency and security of the South Korean digital asset industry by jointly launching cryptocurrency custody venture. KEB HANA Bank has 
published a report in July 2023 saying that they will issue tokens called, quote, certificate of deposit, end quote. I couldn't actually find any information about this certificate just yet in local resources, but let me keep an eye on this and update you soon. I have a similar movement in Japan here. The largest bank in Japan, MUFG, announced a partnership with Ginkgo to provide an enterprise wallet solution for MUFG's crypto asset trust service. Ginkgo is a Moonpay or Crypto.com or Coinbase wallet-like wallet solution, but a decentralized one supporting multiple blockchains. Japan's ban on bank involvement in crypto happened after a big hack back in 2018, where hackers stole more than half a billion dollars of coins from crypto exchange CoinCheck. Even before that, there were a couple more incidents where the huge crypto exchanges collapsed. It has been very quiet for many years now in Japan with stringent regulations. But it seems like they are slowly but surely back in the game. The Monetary Authority of Singapore, MAS, has mentioned, quote, No cryptocurrency players have qualified to participate in a fintech regulatory sandbox framework as most applicants have not been successful in having robust anti-money laundering controls, end quote. Responding to the letter, Singapore treads uneasily in crypto sandbox published in Financial Times 22nd of August 2023. Some might say that this measure is a bit harsh as MAS clearly does not mention crypto as if it's the currency which is not to be named. I see it a little bit differently. I think it's important that cryptocurrency falls under the category of fintech rather than its own, because it is. And the more we look and act like we're professionals innovating a new way of finance, the better our future is going to be. If we keep being like some runaway horses, we'll never get to see the mass adoption of crypto. That's it for today. All right, let's get into those crypto prices. And the time is 11.40 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Fear Greed's at 37. Bitcoin is sitting at $25,868, up 0.4% in 24. Ethereum's at $1,630, pretty much even. Teller's number three, Binance is at 214, pretty much even. And XRP is up a half a percent at 50.1 cents. Rounding up the top 10, we have USDC, Cardano, Doge, Solana, and Tron. The total market cap is up 0.2% in 24. It's at 1.04 trillion of BTC dominance of 48.3 and an ETH dominance of 18.8. 24-hour volume is up 13.5%. And that was our show today and for this week. I hope you had a great week. I hope you have a great weekend. And until Monday, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>